Man, we thank God for that word in song. How many of you know he's a great and mighty God? Come on, put it in the chat if you will. Just put it in there. I know he is. I know he is. He's a great and mighty God. Uh, one of the tragic mistakes we make as believers because we are in this flesh, sometimes we think in our flesh that we have to handle things that are beyond our ability, above our pay grade. And it's always good to be reminded that we serve a great and a mighty God. Uh, let's go to God in prayer and ask God's blessings on our time today. Father, thank you for this Father's Day message and celebration. And I pray now that it will bless somebody in a special way that they will not just hear, but that they would receive and live and do what you have called them to do. We ask you to have your way now. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Millions of phone calls and multiple millions, if not billions of dollars, are spent around the Mother's Day celebration. Uh, but Father's Day is not celebrated as such. Uh, for many, it's not just an after afterthought, but it it's a reminder of misery and pain. Uh, one of the things that I have been reminded of and have seen it play out in my own family, uh, I've, I've been reminded this Father's Day to think about daddy issues. Now, now when I talk about daddy issues, I know some of you are thinking, well, well what are you talking about? Are you are you talking about women? Are you talking about men? No, I'm just talking about people. I'm talking about people who have issues that are rooted many times in the brokenness, in the absence of their fathers that have created longings within them or scars that have affected them from their past into their present and into their future. I'm talking about the person who has been so scarred with daddy issues that they have trouble even relating to a person or taking orders from somebody who has authority over them in the workplace. I'm talking about somebody who has trouble in a current relationship and in essence takes out on the person that they are with their anger and frustration, even though that person has not done anything or at best maybe did something that reminded them of an unresolved, painful past. Daddy issues. And what's interesting is daddy issues that result for many people in low self-esteem and an inability to love yourself and difficulty loving and trusting others um, daddy issues not only affect us on earth, but the scripture teaches us that unresolved daddy issues will affect us in our walk with God. For somebody who's watching right now, I want to submit to you that maybe the reason you are not blessed like God wants to bless you is not because 
of the time you don't spend in prayer or the time you don't spend in church or the time you don't spend in the Word of God may be the reason you're not experiencing the blessings of God as you desire is because of your inability or unwillingness to resolve the daddy issues in your life. Uh, Today, for a few moments, I want to do a little preaching worth repeating. And I want to talk to you from the thought how to claim God's promise when you don't like your parent. How to claim God's promise when you don't like your parent. Now, now I know I'm doing this on Father's Day, but, but let me just say this for somebody parenthetically, that, that this message is not only applicable for Father's Day, it's also applicable for those of you who may not like your mama. And you may have some mother issues that are unresolved. And you may not have come to understand that that relationship between your mother and father plays a role in the blessings that God can bless you with in life. Now, the Scripture is very clear that the family is not only the basic unit of the church, it is the basic unit of our community and our world. And while we have seen attempts to redefine what family should look like, and we've seen people attempt to remove people out of the family picture, Uh, some have gone so far as to say they are an unnecessary appendage to the family. Uh, The truth of the matter is, when you look at the nuclear family as God defines it in the Word of God, there is present a male and female, a mother, father, and those two coming together produce a child. And God reinforces that primacy in verse 12. Verse 12, Exodus chapter 20 says, Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is given you. And I want to talk from the thought how to claim God's promise when you don't like your parent. Here's the first thing. Number one, you must realize you are commanded to honor your parents. You are commanded to honor your parents. The word honor there means to respect, to esteem, uh, to reverence, uh, to have high regard for. It means to value your parents. Now, now when God says, honor your parents, he he wants you, uh, A, to respect your parents. And and here's what I need somebody to understand. Even if you don't agree with your parents, it doesn't give you the right to be disrespectful of your parents. And and let me just throw this in as a side note. When you talk about the parent-child relationship, now some of you may say, well, Pastor, you old school, and if I'm old school, then I'm old school. But I don't believe parents and children are ever equals in a conversation. In other words, when I'm talking to my children, I'm still their father. And we are not P 
peers, even if we are friends, right? I, I have worked to develop a friendship and a relationship, an ever-expanding relationship with all of my children. But, but we're never having a conversation where we are equals because I'm always going to be the daddy and they're always going to be the child. One of the mistakes that I think people make today is in this era, in this age of giving people uh, their rights and valuing opinions uh, above whether or not they are factually true, you can just have an opinion and that opinion is as valid as anybody else's opinion. Uh, the problem is that we have raised and elevated our children to a place where they think, even in their immaturity, inexperience, and ignorance, that they are equal with the adults that are around them. And so they don't see the need to honor. They don't see the need to respect. Look at Le Leviticus 19.3. Each of you must show great respect for your mother and father, and you must always observe my Sabbath days of rest. I am the Lord your God. Mark chapter 7, verse 10, the New Living Translation says, For instance, Moses gave you this law from God. Honor your father and mother, and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. Uh, B, to honor means to listen to the instructions and teachings of your parents. Now listen to me carefully. I, I don't want you to miss this. Listen to the instructions and teachings of your parents. Proverbs 6, beginning at verse 20, says, My son, remember your father's command, and don't forget your mother's teaching. Remember their words always. Tie them around your neck and keep them over your heart. Let this teaching lead you wherever you go. It will watch over you while you sleep, and when you wake up, it will give you good advice. Your parents give you commands and teachings that are like lights to show you the right way. This teaching corrects you and trains you to follow the path of life. And can I tell you something that I've learned in life? Uh, people, you need to remember that you can learn two things from people. You can learn what to do and learn what not to do. But you have to position yourself as a student to be able to learn to be able to listen, to be able to glean. I, I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, my mother passed away in 2008. My father passed away in 2013, and we had a very uh, strained relationship by his choice. But as I think back over my life, I, I will tell you this. Uh, I've gotten in far more trouble listening to myself than I did listening to them. I've made far more mistakes in life listening to myself than I made listening to them. I, I, can, I can pretty much count the mistakes that I've made in my life listening to my mother and father on one hand, and I probably would have three or four fingers left. And I'm just saying that because I don't think they were perfect. But the overwhelming majority of mistakes I've made in my life, I made in some instances because I was determined to do the opposite of what they told me. And I would have been far further in life as a young man 
if I had done what my mother and father taught me. And now for somebody who's listening and saying, yeah, but that's not the daddy I had. Matter of fact, I didn't have a daddy. What did I say? Sometimes you can learn what to do, and sometimes you can learn what not to do by listening to others. See, to honor means to show respect to your parents when they are old. Proverbs 23, verse 22 says, listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. Uh, Leviticus 19, 32, you shall stand up before the gray head and honor the face of an old man and you shall fear God. I am the Lord. Um, I told you my parents both passed away. Um, I think about my grandparents and, and I'm always struck by people for whom their parents are pain or an inconvenience. Um, man, what, what a blessing it is. And, 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 and what example can you, sh- can you literally exhibit to your own children and to others? And, and what great seed you sow when you honor and respect your mother and your father. Uh, D, honor means to live in a way that brings happiness to your parents. Proverbs 10.1, the Proverbs of Solomon, a wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is a sorrow to his mother. Here's the second thing. If you're going to claim God's promise when you don't like your parent, number two, You must honor your father and mother irrespective of their actions or attitudes. This is going to mess some of y'all up, so let let me just forewarn you. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God has given you. The Scripture is clear. Mothers are to be honored as much as fathers and... Fathers are to be honored as much as mothers. Now, I know this is not a common practice in our society, but I'm talking about what the Word of God says. And here's what I need you to understand. Here is the requirement that God makes in response to this commandment. One requirement, obedience. Now, I already hear what some of you are saying. Let me put a cord in the meat and park right here, and I may have to end this message right here at this point. Because here's what some of you are saying. But you don't know my daddy. I don't know my daddy. My daddy was a no good. I can hear somebody say he was just a human sperm donor. Listen to me carefully. The promise is made irrespective of the person that your daddy is. It doesn't matter whether he was there or absent. It doesn't matter if he was absent, even if he was living in the house. It doesn't matter because watch this. When God makes this command, this command has nothing to do with the person of your father. It has everything to do with the person of who God is. This is about obeying God. It's not about approving 
of your daddy or what your daddy did or what he didn't do or who he was or who he is or who he will be. God says, honor your father and mother. The scripture says that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. This command is given independent. It doesn't say honor your father and mother if they are the best parents in the world. It doesn't say honor your mother and father if they did everything you think a parent should have done. It doesn't say honor your mother and father if you are pleased and excited to be able to point to them and say, that's my mama and that's my daddy. The command to honor your mother and father has a promise attached to it, but it doesn't have a prerequisite attached to it other than obeying God. Let me say it again. There's no prerequisite. There's nothing tied to it. God says, this is what I'm commanding you to do in order for you to claim the promise. And I need somebody to hear me today because I want this to be a day of freedom for somebody. You can probably come up with a multiplicity, a plethora of reasons not to honor your mother or father. And today we're talking specifically about fathers. And your pain is legitimate. Please hear me. Your feelings are legitimate. And you may feel justified in having nothing to do with your mother and with your father. But that has nothing to do with the promise that God lays out in his word. As a matter of fact, in some ways, the greater, listen to me carefully, the greater the disparity, the greater the challenge in honoring him, it's almost as if God says the greater the blessing that's waiting for you. Man, if it was easy to honor him, then it would be just that, easy to honor him. It would take much spiritual growth, insight, spiritual discipline to honor somebody who's a, just a great dad. A father's no best, you know, uh, uh, Heath uh, Huxtable kind of, I mean, come on. I mean, think about who the ideal daddy is on television. And you say, that's my daddy. Oh, man, it's easy to honor him. <laughs> but there's some fathers that we have had that we have who have been a challenge to honor. Listen to me carefully. This statement is unconditional. It is unconditional. It is in place regardless of your parents' actions or, your, or their attitude. You don't have to like them. You don't have to agree with them. You don't have to condone what they have done. But the Bible says you should respect them. And you should honor them for the place that they have in your life. And for somebody today, I want you to learn how to claim the promise even when you don't like the person or the person's ways. Your willingness or unwillingness to honor your parent says more about where you are spiritually than where they are. Let me say it again. Your willingness or unwillingness to honor your father says more about where you are spiritually 
than where they are or where they were spiritually. Um, so over the last couple of weeks, man, I've, I've been dealing with a lot of family issues and uh, learned some things about my dad um, that I didn't know, uh, things that have been shocking in terms of, you know, the revelation and, and then reliving some things, uh, met some family I didn't know I had. And, and in the midst of that, man, I got to tell you, all boy, I've, I've, I've had some, like, crazy emotions going on. I mean, can, can, I, can I talk plain to y'all? I mean, let, let me be honest with you. Let me be transparent. Because um, there was a part of me that was like, okay, he died in 2013, and I'm glad he died. Because, man, if he was still around, you know, he and I would have to have a serious talk. And I'm not sure how that talk would go. Right? I mean, I, I, man, I felt a, a, a sense of betrayal and anger, um, things that were done to my mother, uh, things that were done to my sister, uh, found my older sister. I hadn't seen her in 49 years. Found my older sister and, and, and looked at his brokenness and how it affected my older sister and how it affected my younger sister and how it affected me and was just talking to my son about my oldest son about how that brokenness, and, and I can look back generationally at that brokenness, and I can see how it affected him, how it affected his mother, my grandmother, how it affected his grandfather, my great-grandfather, and just generationally, I can see how that brokenness has just gone from generation to generation. <laughs> but my older sister said something, and she didn't even know the power of the statement she made. Um, she said, you know, Daddy had, had a lot of faults, and, and he did a lot of things he shouldn't have done. But one thing I'm grateful for, he introduced me and my children to Jesus. And, man, when I, when I tell you, it just stopped me in my tracks. And it was like the Holy Spirit said, now you, you would do what to him if he was around, and you would want to say what to him? And then it was like God said to me, now how does that help address his brokenness? Or, or would your anger reveal your own brokenness? Right? I'm talking to somebody today, your father's broken. Your father's broken. But how you treat him just reveals your brokenness. Come on, Galatians chapter 6 says, if, if you're spiritual, you who are spiritual, restore one who has fallen in the spirit of humility. And, and let's just use fallen as a synonym for broken, right? Like, what does this say about me? Man, when my older sister said that to me, I was like, wow, you're right. Because with all of the evidence of his brokenness, the generational evidence of his brokenness, man, that, that dude told me about Jesus. And then, then I was reminded that 
in a very real sense, all of us who are believers stand in the puddle of our own brokenness. We stand in in the middle of our own imperfection telling other imperfect people about a perfect God who can make you less imperfect, but on earth you will never reach perfection. And and I need need somebody. Listen to me. In this time when children are raising parents instead of parents raising their children, in this time when parents are more committed to pleasing their children instead of being respected by their children, in this time when parents act more like children than adults, in this time when children focus on what their parents haven't done instead of being thankful for the blessings they have received, in this time when the shortcomings of parents are focused on more than the successes of a parent, we need to learn how to honor our parents, and we need to learn how to honor God. And can I tell you something? We honor God when we obey his word. And we honor God when we honor our mother and our father. So I've been praying, y'all. And, and I got to tell you, God's been doing some stuff. Um, but I've been praying. Even now with my father gone, I've been praying about how I can honor him, not, not agree with everything he did, not condone what he did, what he did but how can I honor him? Um, how, how can I show my love for God in obeying God's word and how I remember and articulate who my father and who my mother were? Um, how can I express my love for God in honoring them? How can I make sure I honor them, listen to me carefully, so I don't bring hatred and malice into my own home and perpetuate it for another generation? How, how, do, how, how can I honor instead of hate? Um, how can I make sure that I learn how to forgive so I don't bring judgment upon myself? Because as much as I want to highlight the imperfections of this dude, can I tell you something? Man, I got my own imperfections that I'm wrestling with. How how do I make sure that I spend my energy not hating someone who's gone, who was clearly broken, but spend that energy working on my own brokenness to become the best that I can possibly be for God? You can honor your mother, you can honor your father, whether they are living or deceased. Because honoring your mother and father is more about you obeying God than it is about your parents. Let me say that again. Honoring your mother and father, and in this context, your father, is more about you obeying God than it is about honoring them. And there's a freedom when you learn how to honor. And there's a blessing on the other side of honoring. Because the promise that God makes 
is predicated upon your obeying his word. Let's pray. Father, I thank you and bless you for today. And I pray now that as your word has gone forth, that you have been glorified. And I pray that somebody has been challenged today uh, to rethink the brokenness in their family and the brokenness that has been passed down to them. And I pray, God, for those under the sound of my voice that they would not miss the blessings of God on their life because they have failed to obey your word. The irony, God, for somebody is that the disobedience of their father will become the cause of their disobedience to you. And in essence, God, they will become like the one they detest. Not necessarily in the same action, but with the same attitude of disobedience. And so, God, I pray now for somebody who's listening right now that they would obey your word, that they would find freedom in obeying your word and forgiving the one who has hurt them. Do what only you can do by the power of your Holy Spirit. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Well, we thank God for uh, this, this Father's Day. If you are watching today and you've never asked the Lord into your life, I want to give you an opportunity to say yes to God. Uh, there, there's so much in this passage, I, I just don't have time to go through all of it. I promise you it would take me another Sunday or two. But, but I hope I've put you on the path uh, to finding healing in your life. And for somebody who doesn't know the Lord, if you want to know how to become a Christian, I want to encourage you to just click on that link, click on that button that says, I want to become a Christian. I want to accept Christ, but how? And we'll show you how to ask the Lord into your life to pray the prayer of salvation. If you're looking for a church home, just click on the link that says, I want to join the church. And you can join so many others who will become part of our church family on the digital platform. Now, I want to uh, say to you uh, in, in a very real sense, very important way, um, that, that you don't want to allow unresolved pain from your past to hinder you in your present and to rob you of the future that God has for you. The word of the Lord says, honor your mother and father that your days may be long in the land that I'm going to give you. Uh, there, there's a blessing that's on the other side of the promise of long life and blessings in that life. And it's a sense of quality and quantity, right, in life that you're going to be blessed uh, when you learn how to do that. And, and I hope you're ready to claim that today. 
Now, for those of you who want to worship the Lord in giving, uh, there are six ways that you can worship the Lord in giving. And again, man, we're honored and privileged that you would sow seed here into this ministry for our members. Thank you uh, for your faithfulness. Thank you for your generosity. Uh, thank you for your giving. Um, I, I, I'm just honored and, and privileged uh, in the midst of everything that God is doing to be pastor here at the Good Hope Church and to celebrate God's faithfulness through this church family. Uh, I was in a meeting and, you know, I was, I was telling gentlemen that our church was 149 years old and I'm the sixth pastor in 149 years. Um, I have now the third longest tenure uh, as pastor of the church. And, and God has been just so good and so marvelous and it's because of the members um, that God has blessed us with. Uh, we've been blessed with a tremendous staff. We've been blessed with tremendous leaders. And, and we have been blessed with tremendous members. And I'm grateful to God for you. Those of you who would like to worship the Lord in giving, um, give as God has blessed you. Give as God has prospered you. Give as God leads you. And more importantly than anything else, give cheerfully. Because that's the kind of giver. God loves. All right? Listen to me carefully. Man, have a great Father's Day today. Um, those of you who may not have spoken to your father, uh, let, let me just say this from experience. Um, you know, you, you, you wish your children came with manuals, and you wish fatherhood came with a manual. Um, there's a saying that you are a male by birth. You become a man by choice. And maybe I should add, you become a father through experience. I have three children biologically, and all three of them are different, even though they grew up in the house together. And, you know, I look at my youngest son, who is a father now, and, man, I can't tell you how proud I am of him. I look at my, my bonus son. I can't tell you how proud I am of him and, you know, wish that I had somebody in my life to help me be a better dad when they were growing up. And, and I'm saying that because I, I, I need somebody today, I'm just taking a couple of extra minutes, to encourage you to forgive your dad for his imperfections. Um, many of his imperfections uh, are rooted in his own ignorance of not knowing. Um, many times as fathers, man, we don't know what to say. And you might be saying, well, why didn't he just call? Sometimes, man, it's just shame. Sometimes it's guilt. Sometimes you don't know if your children even want to hear from you. And so I want to encourage somebody today to make that step in the power of God and make the step to let it go. Let go of the anger. Let go of the pain. Uh, let go of the bitterness and, and make some steps to reconciling and helping that relationship become all that it can be through the power of God. And if nothing else, obey God's word so you're positioned to claim God's promise. All right? Last but not least, God is doing something wonderful in me. God is doing something wonderful in you. And I hope and pray that you are ready for what God wants to do in, to, and through you. It might be tough. It might be challenging. But there's a blessing on the other side of what you go through. All right? God bless you. God be with you. Happy Father's Day. <laughs>